Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for staying on mute. I appreciate that. It's Monday. It's a new week. We get to start over. Um, that's not a good attitude to have, right? Every day is a new day. And so if you messed up on Wednesday, you can start over on Thursday. You don't have to give yourself the excuse of, oh, I'll just start over on Monday. Because <laughs> I did that for I did that for years and years and years. Well, I messed up this week. I'll start over on Monday. <laughs> so anyway, it's a, it's a new week and I'm glad you're here. I apologize for canceling last Monday. Um, I um, had something else that came up that I needed to take care of um, for my, I, it was kind of a mental health day. I needed to do it. And um, so today we're going to, we'll talk a little bit about like our normal sort of healthy for you, but because I missed last week's essential oil class, um, I will be throwing in a little bit of that too, just so we can play catch up and stay on track. And um, so not too much. Don't, don't run off. Don't feel like, oh my God, she's going to talk essential oils and I don't go on that class. So it'll just be a little bit thrown in there. Um, but for the most part, we're going to stay on track with the healthy um, lifestyle, healthy eating type um, topic. So Sheila is going to go over for us um, how to raise your hand and how to unmute so that when I open up for questions that everyone knows how to do that. And we'll cover some material and then we'll sort of stop halfway through and um, and open up for questions, so. Okay, thank you, Haley. Um, if you are on a PC to mute and unmute is Alt-A, to raise your hand is Alt-Y. If you're on the Mac to raise, um, if you're on the Mac to raise your hand is Option-Y, to mute and unmute is and shift A. <clears throat> um, sorry, Haley, I was. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, um, if you're unmuted and you're like shuffling like your microphone or something, if you can just mute so that it is I not just, sort of. I muted them. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Thank you. On your smart app to raise your hand is under more options. Double tap on that and then tap on raise hand. And to mute and unmute is in the lower left. And if you're on a landline, to raise your hand is star nine. And to mute and unmute is star six. Perfect. <clears throat> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Sheila. I appreciate it. And thank you, Tyson, for streaming. And I, um, we noticed a couple new names. So thank you for the people coming in who are new. And thank you for those of you who are brave enough to come back. I appreciate it <laughs> a lot. Um, so my name's Haley, and um, we're just going to continue on this journey of ways, um, suggestions, and ways that you might start incorporating little things here and there to um, make 2021 your year, a healthier year. So I'm going to be pretty transparent with you guys, um, because being on here with you and um, forcing you to be my accountability people um, helps me too. So um, I started really, really hard eating better, working out, drinking more water, January 16th 
I was like, I'm just going to do it. 2021 is going to be my year. I feel like I eat pretty good anyway, but I, I could always do better. I could always drink more water. And I certainly wasn't exercising as much as I should be. So I started January 16th. And as of Saturday, I lost nine and a half pounds. So I'm telling you that because if I know that people are keeping track of me, I'm more likely to stick, <laughs> stick with it. If you haven't lost nine and a half pounds, it's okay. Like I said, today is a new day. And if you've lost more than that, congratulations. Great. Please share what's working for you. So um, today, um, in the description for today's class, I think I put in there that we were going to talk about greens, protein, and fiber. But as I started writing down some notes and researching, looking up some recipes and writing down my favorite recipes, I think that what we're going to cover today is so, it's so big. There's so much material on it that we're just going to do this today and we'll do a different topic next, you know, we'll, we'll cover more next time we meet. So today we're really going to focus on greens. And I know like all of you are like, oh, like really how many people in the audience right now are thinking, yeah, no, not my thing. Um, I don't even like the color green, let alone eating it, right? So if that's you and that's what you're thinking, then I'm hoping today some of the stuff that I share will convince you um, why you need to be eating more greens, the benefits of them. And I have a bunch of recipes. Now, Richard or Liz, if you're listening any which way, and I did not send you the document from last week, I apologize. I will get that out to you today. I was sort of tweaking it and um, didn't get as far as I hoped to. But if anyone wants the information from today, you can reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com and I will send it so that you have the information and the recipes. So, all right. So I wanted sort of a baseline of what actually qualifies for a healthy diet, right? And a healthy diet is really just about making smarter choices. So the American Heart Association, this is their recommendations. So we're gonna talk about greens, keep that in mind. So vegetables, they recommend five servings of vegetables per day. And that's where we're gonna put our leafy greens sort of into that, although they also have a lot of fiber in them as well. And that could be canned, dried, fresh, frozen. Just keeping in mind that when you do use canned vegetables, um, there's, you know, there are gonna be some preservatives in there. There's gonna be probably a little bit higher content of sodium in there. So um, like when I'm using canned stuff, if ever I can, you know, if ever that's an option, I usually rinse it in the, um, like in a strainer or colander just to get off some of that tinny taste and some of the sodium that's in there. But um, so just keep that in mind. My answers or my suggestions today are not the end all to be all. It, you know, you may have different opinions or things that have worked for you. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a friend speaking to some friends and just sharing what has worked for me. So um, fruits, they recommend four servings. Again, that could be canned, dried, fresh, frozen. Um, I actually used frozen, frozen berries in my overnight oats last night because I like the, I don't know, I just like the texture of them the next morning when I, um, when I eat them. But ordinarily, I'm much more of a fresh fruit um, person. In the canned fruits, you just want to be careful that it's not sitting in syrup. Because again, if you're concerned with like sugars and stuff like that, then um, you know, that's something you need to be aware of and just make sure you're reading the labels or that type of thing. 
Um, whole grains, three to six servings. And that can be barley, brown rice, oats, millet, popcorn, popcorn guys, but not slathered in butter, okay? Um, whole wheat bread, crackers, and pasta. And if you're listening today and you say, well, and you're listening and you're a vegan, because I know there's a couple of people out there, um, you know, certainly there are, are, you know, when I say pasta, you can be eating like a quinoa or chickpea pasta, you know, also if you're gluten-free. So you know what you need to eat. I'm not here today to necessarily um, solve the problems of the world if you're gluten-free or dairy-free or, or vegan. Um, you can definitely reach out to me. But these are just some basic suggestions. Dairy, which they the American Heart Association recommends um, low fat, which is 1% or fat free. And that's your milk, your yogurts, your cheese. Um, again, I, I don't do a lot of dairy in my diet, um, but I do love the flavors of cheese and yogurts and those types of things. So for me, I use coconut yogurt. And for cheese, I usually use like an almond cheese. But uh, and then milks, I usually make my own um, nut milks. So and we'll we'll do that in another call, like how to make some of those things if you are dairy free. But again, today is just sort of a um, a general um, sort of call. Um, and then protein, one to two servings, which is eggs, nuts, poultry, seeds, leg legumes, um, your like said fish, those types of things. And then oils, um, you have to be really careful. I was on a call on Saturday and I was recommending um, a, they're superfood pouches. So you just like tear the top off and put them in the microwave and they're really high in protein. I like to serve them like over rice. Um, but someone said, well, hey, do you know how much oils are in there? So that's something to consider, especially, oh guys, I swear I turned my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. Um, and now it's like stuck in a drawer and I'm about to turn, it's my brother who just left. And so I don't know what he could possibly have to say to me, but um, he's going to have to wait. So, um, all right. I apologize for that. So um, oils, when you're considering what oils to have in your diet, you want them to be polyunsaturated or monounsaturated fats, not trans fats. Trans fats are the ones that are gonna clog up your arteries and cause you problems later on in life. So some of those monounsaturated and polyunsaturated oils are things like canola oil, olive oil, safflower oil, um, avocado oil, um, I don't know if I said sesame oil, <coughs> um, peanut oil, and I love avocado. It's my um, sort of oil of choice, but um, monounsaturated oils can actually have beneficial effects on your heart um, when eaten in moderation. And any of this is, you know, even, even fruits and vegetables, if we eat, we can definitely eat too much of them, right? They all have calories, they all have sugar contents and different things. So even with healthy foods, we can eat too much of them. So everything is in moderation, but replacing your trans fat, fat like oils with the monounsaturated and the polyunsaturated um, helps reduce the bad cholesterol. And so it helps um, reduce your chance of heart attack or stroke. So also contains vitamin E, which I didn't know that these monounsaturated and polyunsaturated um, oils, I didn't know that they contain vitamin E, but that's a great antioxidant and most of us don't eat enough antioxidant rich foods. So that being said, 
since vegetables was up there on the top of the list, um, recommending five servings of vegetables a day, we are going to talk about greens today. And um, what I what I want to do first, and we're, so there's about 10 reasons that I listed, and I'm sure there's more, um, of how greens can support you on a healthy lifestyle. When we get to about, when we finish five, I'll stop and open it up for questions. Um, and then we'll see what we can get through the rest of them. Um, and again, I have some recipes that I hope to just, I won't go through the, all the ingredients for the recipes, but I'll share some ideas of how you could incorporate some greens um, into your daily diet. So, all right. So greens actually are known to support optimal brain function. And um, a study that was done, um, <coughs> excuse me, showed that people who eat the most leafy greens had the least decline in their cognitive function. And that um, the people who ate the most greens, their memory functioned um, the same as somebody who was 11 years younger than them. I hope that makes sense what I'm trying to say. So, um, you know, even considering the person's lifestyle and overall health, just eating the greens alone had a huge impact on that cognitive decline and their memory function or cognitive function and memory decline, however you want to say it. But so that alone, right? I, as a blind person, memory is what serves me best. The fact that, you know, I can do a route and remember the route to go backwards and, you know, someone can give me instructions and I can remember, you know, what they said to get me from A to B. Um, you know, for a long time, I didn't even write down phone numbers. So I know I'm getting older because I have to do that now. <laughs> but um, whatever I can do to help um, keep my memory um, working really well for me, um, I'm going to do it. The second thing is that it, um, eating leafy greens fights belly bloat. And I'm not saying, that, you know, eating greens alone, right? So this is, this is combining eating greens and vegetables and the, the foods that we talked about above, you know, with a little bit of exercise, that's definitely going to help. Um, let me see. <clears throat> so sometimes bloating can be caused by like hormones or infection or just poor gut health, but leafy greens has, um, uh, let me think what it is now. I've got to think for myself here. Uh, potassium. I think leafy greens has high potassium in, potassium in it. And um, potassium helps keep optimal levels of fluid in your body. Um, as well as if you eat a high a diet high in sodium, the potassium levels in leafy greens are going to help with that. I mean, I would recommend trying to cut back your sodium. I think it's recommended maybe, I think my brother and I were talking about this earlier um, this weekend, and I think he said 2,000 to 2,300 milligrams of sodium if you don't have blood pressure issues. And I think 1,500 grams, milligrams of sodium if you do. And that, that creeps up on you really quick. I mean, one little something we were looking at had 700 milligrams of sodium in it. So you know, balancing that out by eating leafy greens that are high in potassium is going to be helpful. So for example, one cup of spinach, which is considered one serving of a green, um, has 840, hey, hold on, let me see what it says here, 840 milligrams of potassium. So that's really high. Now, 
I didn't know this, but some of you may already know this. Keep in mind that if you are a person who is prone to kidney stones, uh, has a history of that, um, I know from my dad that the doctor has told him to limit or just not eat at all spinach because it has oxalate in it. And oxalate is um, one of those minerals that has been, um, you know, when it's in your urine, it can contribute to kidney stones. So just keep that in mind. If, if you're a person that has a history of that, although spinach is great and it has those high levels of potassium, you may want to um, look at it a, a different you know, leafy green instead. So leafy greens are also great for skin health. They contain uh, beta carotene, which um, helps to keep your skin youthful and glowing. And it's also believed that it can actually be a natural, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a natural sunscreen protecting your, your, protecting your body from the harmful rays from the sun. So that's another bonus. And kale is actually one of the highest, um, has the highest levels of beta carotene in it when it comes to greens. Now, most people think of kale as like this chewy, um, you know, like fibrous, you know, not a lot of people go running like, woohoo, yay, kale. I do. I'm one of those odd ones. I love kale. So some of the ways that I use kale is I use it in a salad. And what I, what I like to do is I um, take that, that thick fibrous stem from the middle, tear the, the outer leaves off of that. And, um, and I roll it up like a cigar or whatever, like a cigarette, <laughs> I roll it up. And then I use my knife to cut it into like strips. So that's called chiffonading if any of you are cooks, but I make that into like a chiffonade. So it's strips. And then I put that into my bowl and I actually drizzle a little bit of avocado oil over the top and a little bit of sea salt and I massage it. Now I know that sounds weird to say to massage your leafy greens. <laughs> Just get your hands in there people and massage those leafy greens. Um, but it will actually break up that fibrous sort of um, texture that the kale has. And if you just let it sit for a little bit, it will um, be much more digestible and chewable. Um, I also like to use kale as like wraps instead of a tortilla or something like that. So you've probably like, if you've ever been to like PF Chang's and had like their lettuce wraps, sometimes I use collards or, um, or kale in replace of, you know, the lettuce. And um, further down here, I have a recipe for a sausage and tortellini soup, where you can actually just take either your spinach or your kale and put it into your soup. So cooking it will definitely make it a little bit more digestible and, and it will wilt it down so it won't have that, um, that bitterness maybe and that, that texture that we sometimes think of kale as being a little bit um, hearty or hard or whatever. So, um, all right. So number four is that it helps relieve stress. Yes, no one's under stress right now, right? So we don't need to eat our leafy greens. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm under stress right now, so I will eat my leafy greens. Um, they actually contain folate. Um, and folate is one of the things that helps us to control or regulate the neurotransmitters of dopamine and serotonin. Those are our happy hormones. So um, those are also released when we like work out the endorphins and stuff, you know, release those hormones. But um, 
Another way to do that if you're feeling stressed is to add in some leafy, leafy greens. Um, gosh, leafy greens, right? So we've talked about potassium and how they contain potassium. We've talked about how they contain folate, which releases the, horn, the neurotransmitters of serotonin and dopamine. They're also very high in magnesium, which is great for cardiovascular health. Um, and they're a great detoxifier. So um, that's just, there's so many benefits, you guys. I just, I don't know how you could listen to today's call, regardless of who was telling it to you and walk away and not go try a, a salad for dinner tonight if you have the stuff on hand. Um, they also support bone health. Um, I was really interested or surprised when I read this. Um, my grandma fell and broke her femur a few years ago and she's also had a hip replacement. And I think most of us have probably been led to believe that if we eat foods high in calcium that we, um, our bone health will be better, right? We're less likely to have osteoporosis. And the first thing I always think of when I think of calcium is milk. So I want to get this right. So I'm actually going to, I'm just going to see how I put it in my notes so that I say it right, because I was shocked by it. Um, let me see. So research actually shows that milk Okay, milk consumption has no protective effect on, on fracture risk. So it has no protective effect on fracture risk, crazy. And that actually women who drink too much milk um, are more prone to hip, um, hip fractures. I was surprised to hear that. I've always thought like milk, drink milk. Um, so I was really, really surprised to read that, so. But you can also get your calcium from dark leafy greens, such as broccoli and chard and kale and collards. So incorporating those into your diet. All right. So that's like the top, that's five reasons right there alone that we need to incorporate leafy greens into our diet. I'm going to see if you guys have any questions and then we'll sort of go through the next you know, few, and then I want to share some ways, like practical ways, right? Because I'm a very um, like tangible person. It's fine for you to give me all this information, but like, just give me a recipe for crying out loud. So let's, um, let's open it up and see if anyone has any questions. If you raise your hand, which is in the bottom right corner on your app, Oh gosh, don't even get me thinking I know what I'm Alt talking about. Y on your PC, <laughs> option Y on your Mac, you. <laughs> and in the bottom right corner on your app, star, star six nine. on a landline. I mean, star nine on a landline. <laughs> you got me laughing now. All right, you've got Eve. Go ahead and unmute. Hi, I just wanted to comment to um, what you were saying about spinach. Yeah. And the oxalates. There's two things that you can do if you enjoy spinach. Don't stop okay. eating spinach. It's so good tell for me. you. Yeah, tell me. Um, cooking spinach rather than raw diminishes, uh, decreases the oxalates. Um, okay. I don't remember how much, but that's one thing. But either way, raw or cooked, if you eat it with lemon juice, mm. and, and it's not just a citric acid, it's specifically lemon is everything I've ever learned. It uh, blocks the absorption of the oxalates. So would it just need to be lemon juice like on it or could you make like a vinaigrette with lemon juice in it? 
and then that would if there's help. enough uh, as long as there's lemon juice but I, okay i don't see why it can't well, be mixed with other to things too my dad just oh. doesn't eat it at all he's like nope if it's got any spinach in it i'm not even eating so he won't even eat it at all cooked uncooked he won't do it so that's good information to know yeah. all right popeye continue eating your spinach <laughs> <laughs> thank right. you for sharing that sure thing lynn, lynn carl go ahead hi lynn hey Haley. uh it's uh lynn corral that's my dad's fault not mine um <laughs> so um what i do and i can't eat kale or swiss chard raw i have to cook it i did that last night and what it does is it cooks down when you steam it i i, I like to steam it i have a you know one of the steamer mm -hmm. uh, baskets yeah. and i just cook it and it it, it i could digest it very much i can't eat, i can't eat raw kale i can't eat gotcha. raw swiss chard so the best way to do it is do it and sometimes you can mix it with with a little broccoli too and you'll get more mm -hmm. greens that way i eat greens every day good Good, good. Yeah, me too. Me too. I have a big leafy green salad every day and I put greens in my smoothies. So I get a good portion of greens each day. Yeah, it's definitely cooking it um, or dehydrating it even. So for example, sometimes I will make kale chips and you can make kale chips by um, in the oven, but I sometimes will use um, my dehydrator to make kale chips. So cooking them or even dehydrating kale or any of these leafy vegetables is going to make it more digestible if you're someone that has problems with that. So thank you, Lynn. Thanks for being here. Cindy, you may unmute. I always wonder which Cindy is going to like yeah. speak up because I know several Cindy's. I'm like, hello, who are you? You're <laughs> still one? muted, Cindy. So please unmute. You're still muted. <laughs> If you're on the computer, it's Alt-A. If you're on your phone, it is in the lower left corner. Or star six on your landline. Or star six on a landline, but she's not on the landline. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. yeah, I forgot you can see that. I forgot right. how much We're power gonna... you actually have. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, go ahead. We'll wait for Cindy. Connie, go okay. ahead, dear. Hi, Haley. Hey. So um, I'm not a real fan of kale because not only do i find it fibrous but it seems really tough bitter tough. yeah okay. <laughs> tough like really tough like mm -hmm. almost like wood <laughs> right so um so what i do on fridays is i splurge and i order a salad from a place called jack's urban eats mm. and what i do is i order what they call create your own and that way i have control of what toppings i right. put on there so right. mostly i put vegetables i have you have to choose um, what kind of salad greens you want. So I usually choose like mixed greens um, mm -hmm. and either spinach or kale. And then I add, you know, cucumbers, broccoli, uh, nice. mushrooms, beans. Yeah, I'm coming you know. to your house on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me again. I must have, I, I think I missed it. What are the benefits of kale? Kale is high in um, beta carotene. Um, which gosh, see, now you've got me, let me look, I'm seeing, cause all of these greens, um, so the leafy, the kale also has high folate, which, um, helps the production of the serotonin and the dopamine, um, which is good for stress oh. and yeah, also high in magnesium. Oh, that's so, good. um, yeah, like I said, I, 
I eat kale a lot. So I don't have a problem at this point with the, you know, that it's fibrous and tough, but also just um, chiffonading it or, you know, cutting it into smaller pieces is going to help with that. I mean, a big old, you know, there's all sorts of kale too. There's the big jumbo kale and that's what I use for wraps. Um, but, you know, you could buy like more of a, a baby kale. I sometimes buy from um, the grocery store or even from Costco. I like when the baby kale, the big bags of organic baby kale, because that's more like a curly um, leaf. And I find that it's it's not as fibrous as the other types of kale. So maybe challenge yourself, you know, those that are listening. If, you, if you're telling yourself that, yeah, I absolutely hate kale, maybe just try a different kind of kale. Like if you're thinking of the traditional big jumbo kale with a big thick stem, um, which is what I grow in my garden, um, but maybe try a different kale, look to see if they have a, or if look to see if they have a bag like a, a superfoods mixed greens, which is usually charred kale. And I'm trying to think what mine has in it. I think it's spinach. So maybe just try a different kind of kale. And then again, you, you can, drizzle a little oil on a little lemon juice or whatever, and you can massage that kale. It'll break down those fibers. So. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Connie. Thanks. Keep eating those salads, friend. <laughs> All right. Cindy? <laughs> I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. Hey, mm -hmm. hey friend. Uh, hi, Hailey and everyone. How are you? Good. Thank you. I wanted to mention a couple of things and they're just things I've either been told or heard. Um, I take antidepressants, so I have to be careful with spinach because of the oxalate. Mm -hmm. Something about the oxalate that many times uh, causes the antidepressants not to work as well. So mm. I just thought I'd throw that out. The other thing, uh, my daughter just um, dealt with multiple kidney stones in her bladder and mm -hmm. multiple kidney stones in her kidneys. And they had to go in and write them all up. Right. But anyway, yes, then, uh, spinach uh, and things like that cause the kidney stones that are oxalate. Um, that are uric acid, mm -hmm. but hers were calcium, and they okay. were caused from calcium. She's seeing uh, endocrinologist later this, but um, anyway. Yeah, so what I would suggest, Cindy, maybe, because our friend Eve here, she informs us that possibly cooking makes a difference. So I would say, like, if you're if you want to eat spinach, you know, when you go to your doctor next, ask him if, you know, it makes a difference with either putting on that lemon juice like Eve recommended um, yeah. or cooking it. Maybe if you if you want some spinach, you know, just check on that. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I definitely don't want anyone getting ill from like overconsumption of greens. Um, <laughs> I love oh, greens. This, I probably eat too many. This was my daughter and it wasn't the greens that were causing the problems that were calcium. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And she started these, she had calcium kidney stones when she was four years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm just. All right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Okay. That's the last. Sheila, 
Celeste, oh. you're next. Oh, well, we better squeeze Celeste in. Then I'm going to go on to the other reasons and then we'll leave more room at the end for questions. So if you have a question, don't disappear. We'll just, we'll come back at the end for some more questions. Hey, friend. How are you? Hi. So um, comment and question. Yes. Comment. Uh, for people who struggle with kale, I, I happen to love kale. But mm -hmm. for people who struggle with kale in the supermarket section, frozen vegetables, there's typically a steam and bag chopped kale. Mm. And they seem to use baby kale in that. And it's so easy because you just literally take the bag from the freezer, stick it in the microwave for, I can't remember, maybe three minutes, mm -hmm. cut the bag open, and you have your steamed kale. Yum. Um, and that yeah. they do that chopped kale, they do seem to use baby kale. My, okay. quest, my question is, what if you know, what is the level of potency degradation when you use these, um, I don't know, what preparations like the um, greens powders or the um, greens supplements that you can get in a tablet form? Mm -hmm. and water is there like is how does it change the the vitamins and minerals in it you mean i'm sorry do you mean how does it change the amount of vitamins and minerals in it does it change the potency right. or the quality What's the of it if, if any of the of the amount of vitamins or benefits you yeah receive? i i don't know i could i could make something up but i'm just going to be honest with you and tell you that i don't know but i definitely will research so that i have an answer for you next time that's the best i can do <laughs> That sounds reasonable. That's a great question. But that's a great answer. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, my husband always says a smart person doesn't make something up. A smart person is honest and just says they admit they don't know, but they'll find the answer. So I'm going to take my husband's advice today. And um, but that's the only time I'm going to take his advice. So I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, let's just go into some more of these reasons that leafy greens are good for us. And um, gosh, I feel like I'm chuckling a lot today. It must be that working out at six o'clock this morning um, and having a, a really good breakfast. It's probably given me some energy. I'll, I'll crash this afternoon, but um, it also improves, improves inflammatory response, which is great. We've talked about on some of our calls about how really so many diseases that that we have in our society it, it really stems from inflammation within our bodies and um, so if we can cut back on that inflammation that we have going on inside um, hopefully we can reduce the amount or our risk of um, you know disease so um, they they contain a lot of antioxidants and polyphenols so that's the reason for them being um, great um, and anti-inflammatory foods. <clears throat> so, um, let's see, they help balance sugars. Yes. Good news. Right. Cause we all eat way too much anyway, and we want to get our blood sugar levels under control. So, um, eating a serving of greens, um, with every meal can help to regulate your blood sugar levels. Good thing. Supports optimal gut health. So if you were on Brian's call, um, the secret to healthy living or whatever he calls it on Thursday, um, he talked a little bit about this because he was talking about immunity. And um, 
a lot, um, the majority of our immunity or our immune response is actually found in our gut, in our intestines and stuff. So um, if we can get that, um, you know, our gut health in a better place, it's going to help us overall with so many different things. Um, so, you know, if anyone's ever heard of the word leaky gut, I sometimes wonder, like, you know, when it comes to certain things like leaky gut and ADHD, if sometimes it's just a, a word that people like to use, but I do think it is a real thing. Um, so if you've ever heard of like leaky gut um, or food sensitivities or autoimmunity type, autoimmune type things, then, um, you know, increasing your amount of greens um, can definitely help. So there is a, um, let me think what it is. Um, is it a hormone? Um, it's a gene. I think it's a gene called TBET. And um, TBET is, it's found in, it's, or it's said that if you eat more cruciferous vegetables, I think cruciferous vegetables, um, like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, that it, it encourages um, IL seed cells to produce more to reproduce, you know, more. And um, that actually helps with things like gut infection and inflammation and that type of thing. So cruciferous vegetables, you know, like I said, I love Brussels sprouts. And I know a lot of you, again, like probably thinking, Ugh, not only does it make the house smell bad, but hey, I use essential oils. So I have an oil I can diffuse in my house when I've cooked cabbage or <laughs> Brussels sprouts or something like that to get that get that smell away. Um, protects your body from bad bacteria. The fiber in greens actually feeds the good bacteria in your body. And that's another thing that Brian had talked about is, um, you know, probiotics and just, you know, the health of your gut. So again, it's a great detoxifier because of chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is, um, you know, in like spirulina, some of these things you may not have heard of. Um, some I hadn't, some I hadn't, but spirulina, um, trying to think what other things are that are rich in um, parsley, corella, alfalfa, those types of things, they actually bind to the metals in your blood. So um, it actually, and carries it out of your body. So if you can incorporate some of those things, and a lot of times you can get like um, um, spirulina and corella and, um, trying to think like, I mean, I love parsley. I try to putting parsley, I make a blueberry smoothie, which I actually didn't include in these, in these recipes, but I can definitely um, do it next time. I make a, um, a blueberry smoothie that I actually put parsley and cilantro in and cilantro is another one too. That is a great um, detoxifier. So like I said, it binds with the metals that you may have in your body. And we all, we all do. Um, and it just carries them out of our system, but spirulina and Corella, you can also get those like in a powdered form and just add them to, um, your smoothies or soups and things like that. The chlorophyll also helps cleanse your liver. So great, um, great reason to, to eat some of those, um, those things I just listed. And it also helps to boost digestive enzymes. So, um, the quote that I read was, you aren't what you eat, you're what you digest and absorb, is the quote that I found that sort of supports that. So what do I do to get more greens into my, my, you know, my body? Like I said, I, I eat a lot of greens. I, I 
have every day, most days for lunch, um, a big leafy salad. Um, if I don't have it for lunch, then I'll make sure I have it for dinner. But I try to do one a day. That's something that I've sort of done for a long time. Um, I've just increased sort of the size and the variety of leafy greens that I've incorporated into my diet recently. If you're hearing all of this and you're like, yeah, no, mm -mm. I hear all those benefits and it's still not convincing me, I have an idea. And I did say at the beginning of this call that because I missed last week's essential oil call, I was going to sort of combine the two this week to keep us on track. So I know there's a couple of us listening, a couple of you listening that will know what I'm talking about. Um, we have varied opinions on this, those that are currently using it. But um, the essential oil company that I buy my products through, they just came out with um, a new greens powder. And, um, you know, according to the CDC, only um, less than one out of three adults actually eats the amount of fruit they need to be eating a day. And over 70% of people do not eat the amount of greens that they should be eating each day. And that's the reason this powder was developed. Um, just to supplement your fruit and vegetable you know, intake and it's responsibly sourced and it's whole foods, organic foods that are used in it. And it contains, so I'll tell you some of the stuff it contains because it's some of the stuff that we've mentioned above and, and it does, you know, helps immune system, helps weight management, helps blood sugars. Um, and I'm going to tell you oh gosh all of a sudden I was like I heard myself talking back to me I thought it was the voices in my head but I swear I took my medicine this morning so <laughs> um okay so it has things in it like um let me see it has moringa leaf which helps with blood sugars it has cabbage dandelion leaf alfalfa which is one of the ones we just talked about um, acai, or I say acai um, fruit, pineapple, kale, parsley, um, goji berry, collard greens, spinach, barley grass, oat grass, um, and mango. And then it has um, essential oils of lemon and ginger in it. So I like it. Um, it, they do say that you can just put it into water and drink it. Um, some people like that. Some people don't. I feel like I drink enough water that I want to find more creative ways to, to use my powders. So a few weeks ago, my brother and I actually made a recipe for a spicy jalapeno um, sauce. And, and it calls for one scoop of this greens powder. And a, a whole jar of jalapenos that you drain, drain the liquid, um, you dump the jalapenos into your blender, you add a scoop of the greens, it's got yogurt, um, which I use the fat-free yogurt, and a couple other things in it, um, cilantro, and, and I called for a lime, I didn't have a lime, so I squeezed a little bit of lemon in, and then I used a one drop of my lime essential oil. And you blend it all up. And if you've ever had like street tacos and you've had like that green sort of um, sauce that they sometimes, you know, serve with street tacos, that's what it tasted like to me. It did have a sweet flavor to it because the there are fruits as well as vegetables in the greens that I use. 
Um, but I really liked it and it lasted my fridge for a week. So we used it on like chicken rice bowls. We used it on, you know, I made street tacos. We um, mixed it. I put some on my scrambled eggs in the morning. So I used it in all sorts of ways. So I think, you know, it's just about being creative and finding ways that you can, you know, get the greens in and tolerate the taste. And, um, and this is a bonus because it also has, you know, fiber in it as well. So it's naturally sweetened with monk fruit. And that's one of the reasons that I like it. That's my sweetener of choice is monk fruit, even when I'm just, you know, baking and things like that. And it has a, they say it has a natural berry flavor. I don't know. Like I said, it's sweet, but I'm always mixing it in something. So I feel like the other stuff that I have in with it, um, you know, sort of masks that a little bit. Not that it's bad, but it's gluten-free and vegan and non-GMO. And I just like that it's, um, I just like that it's whole foods that are used in it and that it's responsibly sourced ingredients that are in it. So if you're interested, you know, certainly reach out to me. That's just one of the ways that I use it. And you can also use it in like vinaigrettes and sauces and stir it into a soup and that type of thing. Haley, you have about 14 minutes. All right. So I'm just gonna share with you some of the recipes that I have listed here. And then we'll open it up for questions. And, um, and then if you want the document with the information and the recipes, I'd be happy to send it to you. So let's talk about some breakfast ways that we can incorporate greens. Um, I put mine in smoothies. Um, and like whether you're using actual greens or whether you're using the green powder, um, smoothies are a great way to, to um, sort of mask the taste if you don't like it. So I can't talk too loud because my son's in the other room. But when he asks me for a protein shake every day, I always put greens in. <laughs> and he doesn't know. So because he likes chocolate protein smoothies. And so once I put the chocolate protein powder in, that changes that, you know, that color to darker anyway. And so he doesn't know that there's tons of spinach in there. So um, another way you could have it for breakfast is you could include it in like an egg scramble. So you could just take a little bit of oil in your pan um, and maybe saute a little bit of onions until they sort of start to get tender and, you know, turn a color if you're able to tell that. Add in your spinach, wilt that spinach down, you know, put in your scrambled eggs or your egg whites whatever you choose to use and just make um, an egg scramble with it. If you're a person who likes quiche, you can also incorporate greens into um, a quiche. And um, let me see what other recipes I have. Let me just sort of scroll down and see what other recipes I have here. I do have a salad recipe here for, um, it's a cranberry nut apple sort of salad that you top that you put all that on top of a bed of greens. I also have a recipe here for the sausage tortellini um, soup that I told you about earlier, and it calls for kale or spinach. So that's another way to incorporate them in. But greens don't have to just mean salad. Um, I live in Washington State. It's cold. Many of you live in places that it's cold. Um, I don't necessarily want a cold salad when it's cold outside. So finding other ways like those soups to incorporate the greens is a, is a really good idea. So let's open it up for questions since we have a little bit of time left. And then again, reach out to me if you want more information on the document or the green powder that I talked about, or if you'd like the recipes. Eve, you may go ahead and unmute. 
What this is more you have, of, my friend. <laughs> there you this is more of a, a quick request. Um, yeah. You know, and and you will, like, I'm sure, remind us how to contact you to get that list. But if you have anything, can you include a list of what cruciferous vegetables there are? Because I know there's so many that we would never think are cruciferous. Right. Right. And I yeah. can't find a good source. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely do. I can definitely do that um, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And I will remind everyone at the end how you can reach out for the document. Thank you. You're welcome. Colleen. Hey, Colleen. How are you? Hey, I'm hey. good. I just have a quick question about the new pouch that you were talking about. Is it like one big pouch or does it come like in little? Um, know, no, it's, individual? A, it's a big, or? it's a big pouch. I think it has 40 servings in it, if I remember correctly. And um, each scoop um, is one to two servings, I think two servings of your greens for the day. So if you remember, up t we talked about yeah. in the beginning that you need five servings. So one scoop mm -hmm. of that in a smoothie um, would be two servings out the way of your veg of your fruits and vegetables. And it is in a big pouch and it comes with the scoop inside of it. Oh, okay. I might look into that. So sounds yeah. good. I could put it in my smoothie. So thank you. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. You don't have any other hands right now. Wow, okay. So the other thing that I just wanna tell you guys quickly, um, I didn't put it in my notes. I can certainly add it um, so that you have the information. The other thing that I take, we talked about a little bit about, um, Eve shared some ideas and um, Cindy had talked about some things and, and so did, I think Celeste did too. We talked about how some of these leafy greens um, they're not as digestible raw as they are when you cook them. So this is what I do because I, if I'm truthful, I eat most of mine raw. Um, so what I take with mine is I take um, a supplement called Terrazyme and it actually is whole food plant-based enzymes um, that helps to break down the food that I eat. So I take that with, I, I, a lot of times I eat it if I'm eating cooked foods, because a lot of times we lose some of those enzymes in cooked foods. So I actually take the Terrazyme more if I'm eating cooked foods, because I was raw vegan for four years. And um, I, I mean, that's when I felt my best, but I just can't get back to it. And a lot of research shows that, you know, it, there's, there's cons to being raw vegan for periods of time too. But I, um, I take the Terrazyme also when I eat a lot of leafy greens. And like I said, I'm pretty, I'm, I want to be transparent. I, I don't have the answers to everything. I'm just sharing my experiences. But I, I can sit here and I can tell you truthfully, and it's not a selling point and it's not deceitful. It's just my experience. I can say to you probably since my daughter was born, which was 12 years ago, I have woken up with acidy stomach or an upset stomach five out of seven days a week. That's not a lie when I say that, I'm not exaggerating. And when I started using um, the Terrazyme, but I'm also using a probiotic as well. Um, I take my probiotic before bed and I actually, I take my Terrazyme, like I said, with um, breakfast and lunch usually. Um, I, I haven't been having those problems. It's so nice. I mean, it was getting me down that I was waking up 
dreading getting out of bed before I even opened my eyes because I knew before I even opened my eyes that my stomach didn't feel good. And uh, if that's you, then I would say, you know, reach out to me. If you don't want to take a full-fledged plunge into trying some of this stuff, I'd be happy to send you some samples to try to see if it helps, you know, keeping in mind too, that sometimes we have to take it for a period of time for our bodies to start recognizing it. But, um, you know, and, and it worked for me, that doesn't mean it will work for everyone, but I can't tell you how nice it is to like wake up without that acid and the upset stomach. And I was probably, um, nauseous and and actually vomiting two or three times a week it's so nice that i'm not doing that anymore because it's that's bad for you and for a whole lot of other reasons right the acid on your teeth your esophagus your all sorts of reasons so um anyway i just feel like you know incorporating the greens in whatever way that is has been really beneficial for me my skin feels great um i have really thin hair i feel like um, my hair has grown faster. So, you know, I take other supplements too. So I can't like, you know, it's hard to know, right. When you're taking multiple supplements, it's hard to know which one has really been what's contributed to feeling better. But, um, I definitely think incorporating more greens into my diet has, has helped. So, um, does anyone have any questions before we close? Again, if you if you want the document, you can reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com. So that's B-L-I-N-D-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S at gmail.com. And I will send it. And Richard and Liz, if you're listening, I will send both to you because I failed to send last week's out because life got busy. Um, but anyway, I'm excited. Oh, one last thing. One last thing before I let everyone go. Um, this is more essential oil related, but I, I want to put the word out there as much as I can because I'm so excited. On March 15th, we are going to be joined by Dr. Janet Rourke. She is known as the essential oil vet in our essential oil community. Um, she speaks all around the world. She doesn't very often do um, private um, seminars or, or events, but um, she is gonna join us on our call on March 15th. And she's going to talk to us about how to use essential oils with our animals. And she deals with like livestock and horses and cats and dogs and birds and like all sorts of stuff. So my thought when I went to her was how can we feel safe using them with our guide dogs? Because there's a lot of um, stories out there right now on Facebook telling horror stories about dogs and animals getting really sick because someone was diffusing essential oils in their house. And, um, and I just wanted her to come on and sort of put people's mind at ease and share that they are safe as long as they're used correctly. So put that on your calendar Next week, I'll be back on Monday doing essential oils. And then the following week, we'll be back in this on this call and we'll, we'll cover proteins. And stay tuned if you're vegan, because vegan, you know, we have to get our proteins from different sources than lean meats and fish and stuff like that. So if nobody has any questions, thank you, Tyson, for streaming and Sheila for hosting. Thank welcome. you, friends, for being here. I appreciate everyone coming and joining me and I hope that you have a 
happy, healthy, leafy, greeny kind of week. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great afternoon, dear. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Love and hugs.